I've been tempted at different times in my priesthood, I'm just being honest here, to start my own church. Like, I know how this works and I could do a better job. And I'd make a lot more money and I could pick and choose what I want to present as truth. I'd have the authority to do that. But that thought didn't last long. Like, pick my truth. It's like, it's my truth. Like, that belongs to me. No. We don't pick our truth. Truth picks you. Truth has picked you to be here today. You can only live in the power and the fullness of the divinity of God through the truth of God. We need so much truth in our life and our world. That's what we're doing here at our parish with all the ministries, including the academy, is we want our children to know the truth so that they can live in the life that God has for us. But a lot of times, my experience is people get hurt by the church. I've been hurt by the church. I've been hurt by church. You would not believe the level that I've been hurt by the church before. And we walk away and we start living our own church. We start our own church. Doesn't that sound powerful and promising? The church of Father John. Oh, how far is that going to get you? That will get you buried in the ground. The church of Father John. Is that you? Can you put your name in there? Because I'm picking my truth, and that's my truth. No, it's not your truth. It's his truth that you have to receive and be changed by, transformed by. And that's a continual, continuous interior reorientation of our lives for the whole of life. See, we get baptized, but are we much beyond that? How much are we beyond? Our, are, we going, are we diving deeper into the treasure that this church is and the gift that it is? So we get hurt, or maybe we don't understand something, we're ignorant. I mean, just ask yourself personally, you who are listening here in the church and you listen to this on podcast, is how much do I know? Do I feel comfortable? Can I share my faith? Which way is up? <laughs> what does amen mean? Is it a mortal sin not to go to mass on Sundays? And do I need to go to confession before I receive communion? These are the things that we need answers to. So we can move away from that teaching and we do not submit and we pick something else that is not real or true. And then you have the church of you. We have the church of me. Good luck on that one. We have to trust that the church is the truth. The church is Jesus coming to it. It's the sacrament of salvation that's leading us all to heaven. So what is the main difference between the Catholic Church and all of our brothers and sisters, our Protestant denominations that continue to grow and there's 30,000 plus denominations now? Well, if we had to boil it down, one thing that we could certainly say that probably hits the mark pretty strong is authority. Authority. By whose authority? By whose authority do you live? My truth? Well, Lord have mercy. So we believe that the church... Because of Jesus Christ, the revelation, he's not some unseen God, but he comes visible and he brings us the authority of the church. The church has the ability to teach authoritatively. The church teaches that in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, it can do this. And the church can say, this is true and this is not true. This is the God of life and this is the evil one who's trying to take you away from the God of life and start your own church. The church was founded by Jesus 
And we read about that today in Matthew 16. It has the ability to establish this doctrine. Jesus says to Simon, your name's now Peter. So when we have a name change in the Bible, that means a change in role. You're going to have a different role that you've never had that is God-ordained and it's from me, and I'm going to give you the fullness to live out this role. Sinful, obstinate Peter. Guess what? He chooses human beings. Hey, if he chose Peter, he's for sure choosing you to live in his truth and spread his teaching and doctrine. And Jesus says, you are rock, and on this rock I will build the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Jesus is establishing the church in Peter today in Matthew 16. And what does he say? I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It's a visible kingdom. Imagine Jesus coming in here at that scene, Jesus coming to to Peter, and that he's physically there, he's telling them this, and he's giving him the key to the kingdom of heaven. This is a fulfillment from our first reading today in Isaiah chapter 22. For here is the king, and he's establishing his kingdom. The king is there, and then he establishes the role of the al-habid, which means overseer. This is just exciting news for us if, if we don't understand it. And I've just come to understand the last couple of years, and I've been, I'm a priest. The al-habid. The overseer, that means the overseer. So when the king is gone, he's in charge. When the king is gone, Pope Francis is in charge as the vicar of Christ on the face of the earth. That's where authority comes from. It comes from being in union with the apostle, who is in union with all the apostles till the first apostle who was made the head of our church, Peter. And what do we read about in Isaiah 22? I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall shut and he shall open. He will forgive or he will withhold that forgiveness. He can never withhold that forgiveness if somebody's asking for forgiveness. It's more that he confirms our choice not to receive the grace and mercy and new life that God has for us when we confess our sins. It's kind of like, I'm going to start my own church. And I'm going to... Pick and choose. Remember, you don't pick. It's not your truth. The truth picks you. And the truth wants fullness of life for you. And I imagine as you're listening and maybe looking at me, you're saying, this is true. I want more of this. Well, then don't stay away. Don't stay away. Run in here. Come where Peter is. There's the church. When we're praying in union with Pope Francis today, And our local apostle, Cardinal McElroy, we're in union with the church that's going to tell us the truth. And that's what we're living for. We don't want to live for a lie. So the church, Peter, the apostles, their successors, and priests in communion with their successors have the ability to forgive sins, to bind and to loose. Peter is made the prime minister. He's the overseer of the church, and he stands in the stead of Jesus while we're here on earth. Wouldn't that be cruel if God said, okay, I'm establishing this church. Go figure it out. Be unified. But for 2,000 years, we have been unified. And there's only been one church for 1,500 of those, one Christian church. It's called the Catholic Church. And if we get back to our roots, we're going to say, yeah, 
I agree and I believe with that and, and I accept and welcome that truth. And then in Isaiah 22:21, I will clothe you with robe, belt and sash. These are all the signs of the office, this authority and this ministry that's being given. And not only shall you govern the church, but he shall be a father to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Jesus establishes a visible, visible structure and hierarchy so that we can be fathered. Remember, friends, I know you read my bulletin article on Friday. A sacrament is a meeting of God's children with their father. I think so many times we think, and maybe that's you, and maybe that's somebody you know that might listen to this or you might talk to about this, which I encourage. So many times people look at the church and say, it's just rules. It's just regulations. You just got to get to mass. You got to fulfill your obligation. It's not about an obligation. It's about the love of God the Father poured out in Jesus Christ and coming into our hearts in the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can know truth and that the truth can set us free and that we can live in the fullness of life. And you can look at me or you can look at somebody else You say, it's there or it's not according to our choice. And what the church wants to do is wants to give us a very clear choice. What are you choosing? Are you choosing the church of yourself? to your own demise, or are you choosing the church of Jesus Christ established on Peter, raising you up, even as we speak about this truth? The Holy Spirit in the church leading us all to truth. Now, this authority. Some people say, well, the only authority I have is the Bible. And we would say, no, that's not exactly correct. Yes, we believe in the authority of the Bible, but we believe in the authority of the church. In Acts chapter 15, there was a problem. They had a situation. The apostles were going out and evangelizing. They were evangelizing the Jews, and then eventually they were called to evangelize you and me. We're the Gentiles. We're non-Jewish. And they knew that the Jews were good to, to be uh, baptized because they had been circumcised. This was a fulfillment of the Old Testament covenant. But what about those who weren't? And that was the big question, and that was the big query. How did they answer it? Houston, we have a problem. It's not found in the Bible, and Jesus never specifically taught about it. How are we going to have the answer to this, Houston? Well, the church is going to gather with St. Peter and Paul and Barnabas and others and discuss this. And they got together and they dialogued and they prayed and they asked the Holy Spirit and they came out with a decision. And the decision was this. It, we believe that the Holy Spirit is telling us that the Gentiles, you and me, do not need to be circumcised to come into the church. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I'm thankful for that but that decision of the Holy Spirit. So those who say, well, it's just Scripture alone, sola scriptura, Catholic Church says, no, it's Scripture, and it's the teaching of the church and the tradition of the church that helps us decide what truth is. When it was decided that non-Jewish people did not need to be circumcised, us Gentiles, then that was seen as truth. And in that moment, we can see in the Bible that the church, the visible structure and governance of the church has the ability to teach. And not just to teach arbitrarily, but to teach definitively. 
not merely optionally. See, we always have the option. Uh, it can be my church, or it's going to be the church of Jesus Christ. Other examples of the teaching are docetism, where Jesus was taught as fully God, but not fully man. We had to get together in the Council of Nicaea in 325 and to, or earlier, starting in 197, to refute that. Church rules against that. It's two natures in the one divine person of God. Where did we understand and where did we come up with the Trinity? How do you know about the Trinity? The Catholic Church. If you say you believe in the Trinity, you're saying, I believe in the Catholic Church. If you believe in the two persons, one nature, Jesus Christ, you're saying, I believe in the Catholic Church. If you believe in the scriptures, guess where that came from? The Catholic Church. The Bible doesn't make the church. Church made the Bible. And then the Bible helps us to become more in line in the fullness of Christ. The inerrant word of God. Well, if you believe in the inerrant word of God, implicit in that, you believe in an inerrant source. And that's called the church. Wouldn't it be cruel of God to give us this church, to give us the Holy Scriptures and say, hey, just go figure it out. And whatever you think is groovy, again, disaster, error. We've been given the gift of this church to hold us in, to hold us tight, so that the children of God can meet with their Father in the Eucharist, in His Word. How beautiful that is. We have an inner interpreter of that church, of that scriptures, and that's the church. So, St. Robert Bellarmine, it's kind of a funny story, whimsical, but mostly it smacks right to the truth and the heart of what we're talking about. Uh, one time he was talking with someone about the Eucharist, and this person just said, hey, the Eucharist is just a symbol, a reminder of Jesus. It's not really his body, blood, and soul, and divinity. So at the end of making his case, Bellarmine stood up to this fellow in jest and said, let me get this straight. You say that this is not his body. Jesus said it is his body. Now, tell me, if you were me, who do you think I should believe? When will we submit to the church? When will we submit to John chapter 6 or Matthew 16 coming from Isaiah 22 and say, well, is it my word or am I going to believe truth? Truth. We don't pick the truth. It's not my truth. We're picked by the truth. We humble ourselves. We believe that Jesus is the truth that cannot lie. And so we bow down to him in the church. By whose authority? By whose authority are you living? Final question. 
do we have a single ounce of authority to pick what the church presents to us as true? <laughs> 